Welcome to the sixth episode of Downtime Podcast, where two coworkers talk about video games. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And we're live during lunch on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, work going up on a Friday. Except not really. Yeah. <laughs> so, first off, if you've been following this podcast since we began, the two of us are both playing Yakuza Zero. Hell yeah, we are. We're still <laughs> we're still playing it. Yes. And at least for me. It's gone, it's gone pretty crazy because now I've finished the first part of Majima's storyline. Yeah, so you're back in Tokyo, right? And I'm back in, I'm back in Tokyo. Oh, man. And if you, were, if you were listening from last week, I was kind of a little yeah. annoyed with Yakuza just because of all the dialogue. I'm at this point now where I've actually sort of changed my opinion about the dialogue because now that I've gone through the Majima Makoto um, storyline or at mm-hmm. least began it, mm-hmm. I realized... Like this, this is really important, and oh, just yeah. now that we're also getting more into the Kiryu Nishikiyama um, friendship as well, Majima's storyline is—you're right—it's yeah. way crazier than um, Kiryu's, uh, at least more emotional. Yeah, and that's what I like about it too. Um, it's because, like, I feel like Majima has like a lot of redeeming qualities about him, despite oh, totally. being like he—he he messed up real bad, you know. Yeah, and. Uh, he he really wants to redeem himself in a way, but there's also something holding him back from that, and we don't know what that is yet. I know, and, and so. um, I'm really excited to find out. I'm not. You see, now I'm actually really upset that we jumped back to Kira. Well, at least for me, I'm. Yes. I got hella mad when we jumped back to Kira. He's like, no, I don't care about you right yeah, now. Yeah, no, like, exactly. I, like, we basically we basically ended this chapter. Yeah, and see, that, that's what makes me sad is because we don't spend a lot of time with Majima at that point, and you become so attached to him. Yeah. Well, I know. at least I did. We both did. You know. Yeah, exactly. That, that small segment, we're like, oh my god, the story is so good. Yeah. And then. We, it's taken away from us, and we're exactly. like, and we have to go back to this guy. It feels like The Walking Dead when I actually when we're actually at storylines where I care about the characters, and then all of a sudden we jump back to a different character, and yeah. like that storyline is like, what the hell am I watching? Right? Like, mm. but then just like some of these characters, I just don't, I have no empathy towards, and no, I, like, don't I, don't, care, I don't care about you. you I don't know? give a shit about them. So <laughs> it's really like. I'm at that stage right now where now I'm at the real estate game that you were talking about yep, before. Yep. And it is fun. It's like, it's, mm. it's really cool. Like I like how Kiryu has like a new outfit too. Yeah. And it's just, and you know, he looks definitely more fly and all of these different yep. things with his flower, <laughs> yeah. with his flower suit. But you know, at the same time in the back of my head now, I'm like, fuck, I got to finish these next chapters so I can yeah. go back to Majima. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the real estate game is not that bad either. It's actually pretty fun because yeah, you I make a lot of money. No, too. I really like it, I, yeah. and it's really cool. Oh, yeah, but to be fair, between the two games that make you money, uh, between Kiryu and Majima, I like Majima's game a lot more, the Cabaret Club. The Cabaret, it's, yeah. It's, you don't make as much money as Kiryu, but it's yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah. And uh, so when you were doing... Um, the real estate game did you have a lot of people helping you out like they were standing outside the door yeah actually okay, like good. you know what you were talking about yes. how ev- like all the side missions that I've done in the past like they yeah. really helped me out yeah no I see what you're saying yeah and it's 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 just a true testament to the actual Yakuza series as well yeah which I really like yeah <laughs> which I'm sure like this like this is not this is not the only f- Yakuza game where we'll have to like deal with a lot of dialogue. Oh and, no, no, yeah, I'm, a lot of conversations the, like this. Oh yeah, the new game coming out, Kiwami, also has a lot of dialogue. And yeah, Yakuza Six is basically just a movie. So next year when we start playing that, yeah, it's just gonna be like a CG movie. Oh I know. Which by the way, speaking of the CG, 
it's it's pretty well done like yes. all the cg scenes when you're in the massage room with makoto mm-hmm. and majima and then um uh, like I was actually like really impressed because you know you saw all of Majima's tattoos and like all these things. I was like, wow, this is, like this is like really nice. And then when you zoom out to like whether just the character models talking to each other, oh, his yeah. back, his tattoos on his back look like a JPEG. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna go back to this. <laughs> oh <laughs> and then, my then, god. Because like those scenes have the most dialogue, and the oh, scenes yeah. with the nice cut scenes, they yeah. don't have as much dialogue. They don't have as much because dialogue. I guess the, the budget went more towards the dialogue for the uncut scene versions. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, but yeah, the the, I think the motion capture for this game was beautiful. Like, oh, it's really it's, nice. It's yeah, it's it's, it's really well done. For a game that was released in 2015, that got localized. Yeah, no, now, it I'm was like, really huh. like, like it was two years ago at this point. So. I mean, yeah, no, seriously, like I think the first game came out in 2004. Yeah. So we've had a while, you know. Oh yeah, totally. And since this is the the zero version of it, like the prequel to everything, then we're yeah. not missing out because it's literally the very first game in the series chronologically. Oh, oh definitely. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, and then just for like our listeners who have been hearing us talk incessantly about this damn game. Yep. And uh, but like you know we talk about this game, but we've never really like talked about the plot yet. Obviously for spoiler reasons. But now that we're, the two of us are re- like really in the game, this game mm-hmm. is basically a like the prequel is a redemption story of two people, Majima and Kiryu, yes. trying to get back into the yakuza after yeah. the two of them have been out in some manner. Yeah, so, well, for Majima's well, story, he's definitely out, but Kiryu, oh, yeah, Kiryu, yeah, he, yeah that's he a dick. got himself out. <laughs> he got himself out. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, he got himself out of the Yakuza, because mm-hmm. he, uh, he was originally, like, a lieutenant or something in the Yakuza. Yeah. Not a lieutenant, he was, like, a private, or, I don't know what the structure is, but oh, he, yeah. was, he was a low, like, foot soldier in the Yakuza. Oh, yeah. And then he got ousted. Exactly. But I definitely, like, everything that you've said in the past makes mm. sense now. Like, mm-hmm. Majima's story is definitely the more emotional one, the yeah. one that you feel more bad for. Mm. Kiryu's kind of just seems, like, Kiryu's, you know, like, I get it. It's still, like, it's still fun. I still care about Kiryu, but yeah. not to the extent that Majima's is, so. Yeah, they're like, they're like two different action movies, if yeah. you think about it. Um, I don't know, I can't pinpoint which action movies I would relate the two of them to, <laughs> but do you think, that, what, do you, what do you think, do you think? Oh my god, um... So what would Majima's be, because it's more emotionally driven. Um, so maybe, okay, so maybe Kiryu's is like a diehard. He punches first, asks questions later. Exactly. God, what would, what would Majima be? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a hard one, because there's, there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of character development with oh, Majima. Oh my god, what if it's John Wick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could see that. Actually, yeah, because... Something gets taken. His eye gets taken away from him, <laughs> and he goes on this like rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I could actually see that. Yeah. What if it? Okay. So because there's that guy that in the club that's holding him back. You know that old exactly. guy with the mustache. Yeah. Oh yeah. If that girl gets taken away from him, he's gonna go on like a freaking rampage. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. When you start running the cabaret club, let's talk about it because I right. think because I'm still running it and all these games that we play like yeah. the mini games in Yakuza, the real estate game and the cabaret club game, yeah. they can be played over and over and over again until yeah. you make tons of bank. And I'll I'll give you a little hint. Kiryu is gonna make the most money in the entire game of the two characters. That makes sense. So there's gonna be a character that you'll meet eventually. Well, you have to find him first because he's a sub-story character. Where you can oh, transfer money between the two Got cities. It. So uh, tra- just make bank with Kiryu and transfer it all or like most of it to, yeah. to Majima. Oh, I can transfer money mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I gave... I gave um, Wait a minute. So that mean, I thought... So I thought the two characters are never going to meet. They're never going to meet. 
okay. as far as I understand. But oh, you but can just, transfer the money. Oh, just like them. a game mechanic. Yeah. So oh, okay. like, they'll Got say it. like, oh, there's a guy running a club in Sultanborik, and you yeah. want to transfer money to him, oh, you'll okay. get some investment back. All right, and Kiri's sure. like, yeah, I'm investment. I'll do that. And oh, you just transfer money. Okay, okay, and then you'll meet it. a guy on the other end in Sultanborik. He's like, yeah, there's a guy oh. running a real estate agency. You want to transfer money? Okay, got it. Yeah. And so um, I just transferred like two billion dollar, two billion yen. Because yeah, because he needed it, yeah. <laughs> and you know I've been I've been beating up um, Mr. Shakedown, Mr. Shakedown, yeah, in in as Kiryu. So I made so much bank from that. I'm like, but as you progress through the game, you'll get more money. Yeah, that's it becomes I, easier that's to get money. That's my envision. So, uh, but yeah, Yakuza, Yakuza is always fun to talk about. But I think we we've drained that for now. Yes. Let's let's set that aside for a second. Yes. Talk about some other stuff. So um, we're going to reminisce about. Uh, two old games. Yeah. Now, the first game we're talking about, Rock Band. Oh, wow. And, like, man, I forgot how much fun that game is. But um, I guess the context for me is I was always the guitar player whenever I played these games. Yeah. And for the Same. first... Yeah, and for, like, basically the first time, I've played the drums. I played the drums and the Pro Vo drums. And now wow. it's like I'm back... Now it's like I'm back in this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I actually really want to... Um, like sort of progress with the drums and the pro pro drums so nice yeah, yeah. i i uh, what what are you playing it on play playstation 3 playstation I've pl- 4 i've been playing it on my friend's uh, xbox actually so oh okay cool yeah nice and rock band is always like a solid party game as well i know it's it's one of those games where it's like you can't go wrong because everyone has some, it, there's like several well there's several difficulty settings for each instrument which is nice yeah and you'll always play a song that you all can like like and listen to and stuff. i mean unless you choose the devil symbols then you know uh, everyone's yeah. screwed <laughs> i remember like back in the day like it was um uh through the fire and flame by Dragon oh yeah Force. Th- yeah that was like the hardest song that everyone tried to master okay do you remember that kid like that youtube video of the kid who had um through the fire and flames memorized on expert to the point that like when it's like someone recorded him playing it and i think he got like a perfect 100 and on top of that like there were points where he just knew he memorized all of the notes that he didn't even look at the screen was it like was it freddy w i don't know it could have been i don't remember <laughs> that's I don't the only remember, guy i know i don't like remember his good. name anymore but he was okay. like this eight-year-old kid uh, never mind it's and not freddy w but yeah okay he's probably 15 now <laughs> yeah okay yeah <laughs> that's cool um, what, what does he live up to now? He's like, yeah, I was super good at firing through the fire and flames on Rock Band. <laughs> it's like, it's like now I upgraded to actual instruments. Yeah, like you, all that time spent playing that, you could have played real guitar. <laughs> I know. After playing the drums on Rock Band, I for a good five minutes, I was seriously thinking, like I wouldn't mind trying out the drums one day in my life, like actual like real drums. And then reality hits you, and then you realize that you suck at it. And you're like, ah. And then I realized <laughs> it was not meant to be. Yeah, that's happened to me too. Played yeah. rock band drums. I was like, oh, I wonder what real drums are like. I started playing real drums. I'm like, this is hard. Well, the thing is, um, <laughs> so with pro is a is completely different from the regular drums because of the tro- because the pro drums you can actually technically plug in a real drum set. Oh, I did not know that. One day when whenever you get the chance and yeah. you, sh- you should actually try pro drums. Um, if you can kind of envision it like with the full if you're playing on regular drums, you're kind of on the same level, but like your hands will get tired and all of these different right. things whereas when you're when you're playing with the pro drums one hand will sometimes be like the leading hand is lower and then like you know it's just like natural motion to kind of like stretch out your hands too and have Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. in like different positions so it's actually like it feels more natural playing pro drums than it does playing the regular drums makes you wonder why they didn't put it in the original game I know. Well, <laughs> they didn't think of that yet. Oh, even though they based it off of a real drum set. <laughs> yeah. It's like 
it's funny because I'm uncovering all of these songs that I remember back then when I played mm-hmm. it in like middle school and high school that I just real like you know realizing like all these bands that still existed like Avenged Sevenfold oh and Avenged Sevenfold and like um, they still play I don't know if they still exist they but still um exist. I really don't yeah, yeah yeah but um like all these different groups I'm like wow I completely forgot that these people existed it's well. Remember that, that I have that realization, like realization too. Like, do you remember Evanescence? Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Like, I don't know if they have <laughs> a song in rock band, but I would really like to play that in rock band. I'm pretty sure they they have to. If if they don't have it in the um, start, like in the pack, then you'd have to buy it, buy the song. We should probably. go to we should go to the Foundry and play it there. Dude, I'm totally like, I'm totally down for <laughs> I that. Want, I want to play like Evanescence, wake uh, bring me to life. Like, wake me up. I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Foundry. If Shout out. To the Foundry. If you're ever in the San Francisco Bay Area, check out the Foundry on Folsom Street. I forgot the address. It was like eight. You know what? Don't don't you listen know to what? me. All of you listeners have the internet and <laughs> can like, use Yelp. Yeah, so. y'all y'all got smartphones. You know, <laughs> I didn't have a smartphone as my first phone. I'm sure pretty sure all of you guys had like iPhone 4s's or whatever as your first smartphones. Oh my god. <laughs> millennials. We're all millennials. But anyways, the Foundry. Technically, by the way, just we're not. We're technically not millennials. I think. <laughs> No, I think we're technically Generation Y or something, some oh, shit like that. Jeez, <laughs> it's, it's it's really technical. Anyways, uh, I don't want to go into that. Yeah, we'll talk about that whenever we. How about never? Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead and explain what the Foundry is. The Foundry is a video game bar in San Francisco, and they have different consoles with giant screens in front of them. So, for example, they plugged in a. Uh, N64 to a projector and they just project the screen on the wall so you can play Mario Kart on a giant screen and then they, ha- they have tournaments every Thursday uh, or Tuesday and Thursday it's Street Fighter and Super Smash Brothers 4 um, uh, and they have just a bunch of multiplayer games you can go there and play with your friends they got drinks it's, uh, they got food it's basically a gamer's paradise when you want if you're a social gamer I don't know if introverted gamers would have fun there <laughs> I think everyone can have fun there. Oh, yeah. They also have a nice IPA called Monkey Night Fight. Oh, my God. That one's pretty. So not Night Fight, Knife Fight. Yeah, Knife Monkey Fight. Monkey Knife Fight. It's a great name, and it's also a great beer. Yeah. Um, it's like my go-to beer. Whenever I go there, that's like one of the only things I order. I don't, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, but this one's okay. Yeah, I so, like it. I like yeah. it. It's, um, yeah, it's, so I'm, just check it out if you guys are ever, ever in this area. I know. And... Um, you can also like play board games it's yeah. like, and also, and every time I've gone there um people are always talk like talking to you like it does, yeah, like they're very friendly yeah like everyone's really friendly mm-hmm. when you go there also they have beer pong yeah you should definitely check it out whenever you're in the San Francisco area so no, it's, it's just a great it's a great uh venue just to hang out and have drinks and play video games definitely although if you correct me if I'm wrong Jeremy it's only open Tuesday Wednesday Thursday yeah, that's correct. Yes. Every other day, it's a sports bar, is from, from what I'm told. Yeah. But those days, uh, this company called, um, I forgot the name of it, but uh, they, they rent it out, and then they, they provide all the consoles and stuff. For sure. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess before we go on to our next topic, have you ever played the, the rock band VR? I have not. Okay. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know it existed either. <laughs> Until yesterday, because I was looking up random rock band stuff, and then uh-huh. I found out that there was a VR for it. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, but I don't know what it entails, so hmm. I don't even know if you're using like actual like um, controller instruments for it. Yeah, because I know there's a rock band where you use an actual guitar to play. Yeah. But I don't know if this is the same one. Yeah, me neither. But eh, 
Maybe we'll look into it and talk yeah. about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. For the next game we want to talk about. Minecraft. Yes. Which is a game every 12-year-old has on their phone, on their computer. It's a game that I feel like everyone has on their phone and computer oh, yeah. and different platforms. It's very accessible. So when did you start playing Minecraft? Um, I feel like I started playing Minecraft in... Um, oh, Jesus Christ. I played Minecraft starting in 2011. I was the, probably a year after you, 2012. Okay. That's when I started playing I it. think it was 2011. I discovered it. So um, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the other game, but... I discovered Minecraft and Terraria at the same time. Gotcha. Like I discovered uh. their I discovered their existence at the same time. And if you think about it, the concepts of each game are kind of the same. It's just like a different way it's presented. Like obviously Minecraft's in more like pixelated square form. Mm-hmm. And then um Terraria is more like looks like a platformer a bit. Mm-hmm. Um in 2011, I I discovered the game. Um, I initially didn't play it, but um, my coworker actually gave me his credentials okay. to kind of like have my own save. Oh, nice. So that's, that's how I started playing it. Cool, cool. And um, at first, um, it's not like I didn't like it, but I didn't get it. I didn't, like, I didn't understand the fun of it because I'm like, okay, this isn't cool. Like, how come my coworker has all of this cool shit and I have, like, a wooden hammer mm-hmm. and all of these things? And then I discovered mining and then my life changed forever. And then it became, my like, my favorite game for a while. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. How about you? When did you start playing it? 2012. Um, my cousin had it on the Xbox 360. Is that when it came out on 360? Maybe. Uh, I've, I've only played it on PC. Yeah, yeah. So we, I started playing. I, I knew about it. I was aware about of, yeah. of it. Um, but my cousin had it on Xbox 360, and he had four controllers. Yeah. And so then we would all just get together and play and like build a, like a city together. Yeah. Um, we'd mine resources and just try to survive. And that was always fun. And so it got to the point where my, my brother and I were like, well, we kind of really like playing this with them, but we also want to play it on our own. Oh, And we yeah. didn't have an Xbox, obviously. It was a PC-first game, so we put it on PC. Yeah. And then we... Um, uh, it's not that big of a file either. It's only like 26 megs. Yeah, exactly. It's really small. It's amazing. And we started playing it, um, and then we found out that we could do online servers. Yeah. So this, this is where it gets interesting, <laughs> because we were trying to look up different... We had this like website. Uh, we were trying to look up the best server to join that had not that many people, but was still a friendly community. What server did I end up joining? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. So um, we joined this server called New Heights. And it was cool because it was a floating world. Like, they, they lifted up several islands off the ground and had them float in the air. Yeah. And um, it was cool because we we really liked that concept um, from, like, Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite, because of the city of Columbia. So we thought that was kind of cool that yeah. there was a floating city in Minecraft. It wasn't Columbia, but it was, like, you can get your own island in the, in the air, and then you can uh, build whatever you want on it. And that was your plot of land, you know? And mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for anything, and all the mods are nice. So this is where the drama started happening. Oh Jesus! My brother and I built like like our own like civ- like houses and stuff on our islands, and then yeah. they're like, okay, we're gonna migrate servers and we're gonna change everything how it looks. And they're like, okay, you can only save one building from your plot of land. Really? Yeah. And so my brother and I were like, ah, damn. So what I did, what I had was I had I built this giant like pagoda that looks like something from Kyoto in Japan. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, please let me just save this. This is the only thing I want, and just br- transfer it over to the new server. And they did, thankfully. So we all got our new plots of lands, but they were smaller than what they actually were before and we were kind of complaining about that huh. and so the more people that join on the server over time the more complaints that were brought okay. upon the mods because they were enforcing too many rules and there were just too many things happening in the server where um the 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 original mod of the server was like all right guys i'm gonna shut it down 
I don't remember what server I ended up using um, whenever I played it with friends anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, that's okay. Yeah. During my peak of being obsessed with Minecraft, which mm -hmm. was, I think, 2012, 2013, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really obsessed with building building a town when I really got into it. It took a while because, um, like, building as well as these goddamn, um, what's the green thing called? The creepers? The creepers, there mm -hmm. you go. The goddamn creepers blew up my shit and... <laughs> blew up my shit. I didn't base my town off of anything. It was more just coming um, off the top of my head, which is, I think, what, what's really cool about <laughs> Minecraft. You can, like, do whatever you want with this game. If you yeah. really want to, you can actually do the... I, I say storyline in quotes because it's not really a storyline, but basically go to... The end. The end, yeah. and then defeat that dragon thing. Yep. And then that's the only, I think that's the only way you can actually get the credits, right? Mm -hmm. Of the game. That's or, the end game. <laughs> yeah, that's the end game. Or you can just like not care about that and do whatever the hell you want. Oh, yeah. It's, it's always fun like trying to yeah. like exploring, like not even using the crafting menu and like seeing what two things work together. Yeah. And that's how Breath of the Wild is. That's where I think they kind of like got that idea from yeah. Nintendo from Mojang is like you could, in Minecraft, you could put together whatever you wanted and just try to see if it worked out. And that's, I thought that was a cool concept. How rich do you... Wait, how much money did Mojang get when Microsoft bought, bought the game off? Oh, God. It was like something in the billions. I know. It was double billions or single billions. I forgot. I forgot um, the article I read, but after that happened, the, cr the creator of Minecraft like apparently bought some house in Malibu or something. Oh, yeah. Marcus Person. He yeah. He just, lives there. he just lives there now. Now he just... Does he even do anything? I don't even... <laughs> he like helps fund indie games. But he doesn't. He's not. The, he's not working with Mojang anymore. He just. Oh yeah. He just lives in Malibu and like yeah. executive produces games and movies and stuff, which they're making a Minecraft movie about soon. Interesting. Mm. I don't know what um that would actually be entail. If a Minecraft movie would be kind of like Lego movie esque, mm. it's very meta in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. if the Minecraft movie is gonna be just like the actual square people. In yeah. The world. So, I wonder how that's going to be because they had like yeah. Minecraft story mode. Remember that game from Telltale Games mm -hmm. that came out? So maybe it'll be like that, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I hope it'll be fun. Yeah. That's all, that's first of all. Uh, so let me, let me ask you this question. Do you know what the Far Lands are in Minecraft? The Far Lands? I've mm -hmm. never heard of that before. So the Far Lands are, you know how Minecraft is like an infinitely generated world? Yes. The Far Lands are a space that is so far away from point zero zero in the map yeah. that the textures and, and all the like the terrain start to become warped. And so I've never I've never reached the state before. Yeah, it's hard. You can't do it without teleporting or walking there. Okay. And so um, it's thirty six million blocks away or thirty eight million blocks away from the original point where you spawn in the map. Oh Jesus Christ. It's so far. And so um, uh, it became like this tale of myth and legend before in like, between like Minecraft forums and stuff and yeah. Um, there's this guy on YouTube, and he it's called his channel's called Four Lines of Bust, and what he's doing, Four lines are bust. yeah, he's walking from zero point zero to uh, the Far Lands. Oh, you know, I just Googled it, and that's yeah. actually one of the first images. Yeah, Google yeah. Images. So he's so he's been doing it for several years now, and he's only like twenty five percent of the way there. Wow. He makes a video every day, and he and he posts and he uploads it every day, and um, wow. he has a wolf companion. Oh. Um, and. Yeah, they've been together for a very, very long time because they, um, they've been doing this for so long. And he's been raising money for charity. So far, he's almost he's made like $400,000 for charity. Wow. Yeah, just by walking to the Far Lands. Wow. And so he, I think his, obviously his end, end goal is to get there, but he's been doing it since like 2012 or 13 or something. So it might, yeah. even, it might take like another... I don't even know. He's only 25% of the way, so yeah. he might be there in like 
uh, 16 years. Jeez. Less. <laughs> it's like One Piece. It's never going to end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're never going to find uh, what is it, the treasure of One Piece. I know. They're just going to always be on the grand line. I know. I'm looking at these pictures, and yeah, it's basically just like a lot of canyons and random shit in the air. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's 36, 36 or 38 million blocks away from the original, the origin point, zero, yeah. zero wherever you spawn when you first start a new game. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. This is this is cool. I never heard of Farlands before. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting to like look up since uh, you and I have been playing Minecraft for a little bit. You know, we're I'm not into it anymore as oh, much yeah. as I used to be. It's been a really long time since I've played Minecraft, but Same. definitely brought a lot of good memories when I played it. There was like the span... Because there was a span in 2013 when I had an internship but um i was living by myself Mm. for a while and so when i went home i didn't really have like anyone to hang out with or talk to so Mm. basically like helped me out through the internship so yeah yeah yeah. what i like about minecraft is just how they kept updating it with all when i played it they kept updating it Mm. with all different kinds of things like when i first started no no horses existed for Mm. example and then now like horses are just like a common thing like wow yeah 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 like yeah, and then of course you can just mod the game whenever you want. Yep. I've actually never modded it though. Same. I've never I modded it. I was pretty satisfied with what I had. So mm-hmm. there are some games I like to mod yeah. infinitely. Like I'll talk about this in another podcast. Maybe we should do a podcast on modding. On Maybe modding. Next one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm because down. I did. I I modded the shit out of Morrowind, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, and Oblivion. Oh okay. Yeah. So we could talk about that. I'm some, down. At some point. Yeah, I've actually like. I've never really played Morrowind, but I ha- but I ha- know about Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, of yeah. course, like you know the the whole Elder Scroll series. Yeah, yeah, totally. Also, we could maybe talk about modded maps we played for games. So, <laughs> for example, uh, Left 4 Dead. Yes. I played a lot of modded maps in Left 4 Dead. Yeah, we'll definitely have a podcast dedicated mm. to mods. So yeah, let's do it. I don't have anything else to talk about, Jeremy. Nope. All right. So thank you for listening to the sixth episode of Downtime Podcast, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you.